yourself. Hey, everybody. It's another episode of Go Flix Yourself. My name is Ben Conowitz, and with me, as always, is the jaw rule to my Chris Ludicrous Bridges, Bradford Omen. Hey, that's me. That's your jaw rule? Ja rule. Monica! Is that what he says? Uh, when he loses the race in the first one. Oh. And he, she, she, she's like, uh, fuck you. You didn't win. And then he, she leaves. What's my motherfucking name? Monica! Isn't that what he says in that Jennifer Lopez song? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> And with us uh, is our, our other co-host, co-host, co-host. Can I, can I, can I be the J-Lo? Uh, I'm going to say that you are going to be the Brian Earl Spilner of our podcast. It's a character from the Fast and the Furious <laughs> franchise. All right. The first two that I was doing. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I thought we were going more with like the Ja Rule, the rapper. Uh, so I was wanting to be the gotcha. J-Lo to the no, Ja Rule. I was going, ja Rule the so then could I you, could be like, you know, I mean, we could, could you do like that, that I'm real. In like the uh, more white way. <laughs> ja Rule the rapper. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a very, sorry. very special guest today. We've got the, the Dominic Toretto of the, of the Fort Indiana. <laughs> All right. Mike Flores is here. What up, family? <laughs> that, yeah. That's a good impression. Yep. Is Way to go, buddy. He is. He's got the uh he he came dressed to play. We'll take a picture. We'll put it up on the on the social media. He's got he's got the um, A shirt on and, make the, and sure the cross. You get his permission. I'm not gonna lie, people are gonna be turned on by this. It's it's a pretty attractive look. He's drinking a corona. Yeah. Look at the part. Granted, you have more hair everywhere on you than Vin Diesel has <laughs> probably ever had in yeah. his yeah. life. So yeah. You yeah. are a hairy beast. I am, but that's how. But I'm into it. I yeah, am into I was it. Say most people are, so yeah. so I just roll with it. It's not. It's not quite Robin Williams hairy. <laughs> it's like it's a. It's a very. It feels calculated. It's not moving on. <laughs> so Ben Ben is, the, Ben's not comfortable because he can't come to terms with how attracted he is to hairy men. That's uh, day. When you know, you know. But you don't know. Apparently. I don't know. Yeah. He uh, the reason that we're throwing around the Fast and the Furious nicknames this episode is because Mike Flores is approaching the age of 36, 37. How old are you? I'm 38. 30, 30, <laughs> but I appreciate 38 years old. He already approached 36. <laughs> just for the very first time, got through all of the Fast and the Furious movies. He had never seen them up until right now this year. How, how many are there? There are 10. 10. You literally yep. spent a day of your life. Probably with, together, yes. yeah, but it was but over this entire Wait. month. There's so okay, oh boy. there's nine Fast and Furious movies, and then and the, the tenth is a spinoff. Did, yeah, did you do the so, spinoff too? The oh, of course, you, oh, you have to. It, right? There are ten in the franchise because the franchise does include Hobbs and Shaw, but it's not the primary franchise. There are nine primary Fast and Furious franchise movies, and then there is the Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw, right? But according to Box Office Mojo. When they do their franchise uh, uh, thing, mm-hmm. that's that's how I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah, there are nine movies in the primary franchise, and then there's a spinoff. Yeah, just like they have the Tolkien verse uh, franchise with the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings all bunched together when they're talking about domestic. First boxes. of all, no one has ever called it the Tolkien verse. <laughs> uh, that's just an, a made up thing that you. Have. Well, it's the Tolkien verse. No, you it's not. No, no one has ever called it that. Did you also watch the short films that go with it? What? There are no short films. That yes, there is. I was going to say there are, there are two. Oh, the two. I was yeah. going to say because I. Oh, is it the spy thing? It's uh, the turbocharged prelude for Too for- Fast and Too Furious. The film follows Brian O'Connor and details his escape from Los Angeles and avoidance of law enforcement, which culminates in an eventual arrival to Miami. I did not. I didn't even know that it was. And then thing. there's Los Bandoleros, mm-hmm. which uh, Dominic Toretto again saying things in the whitest voice possible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. 
I'm not Latino. Los like Bandaleros. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic Toretto lives as a, a wanted fugitive in the Dominican Republic. He eventually reunites with Letty and other associates to plan the hijacking of a gasoline shipment to help an impoverished neighborhood. This film is set after the events of Fast and, The Fast and the Furious and before Fast and Furious. Now, did you watch those? I did not. I, it was funny because I, because I, and I think I got like halfway through, and then when it started to get an okay, then there's uh, Fast and Furious, and I was like, there's no number. <laughs> yeah. I was like, which one is that? And I'm like, where does Hobbin shot? So then I had to look up the timeline, and that's when I saw them, but I never went back. And when watched. the math becomes confusing, you just gotta stop. Yeah, you know, it's probably would have been the right thing to do, but <laughs> now it might happen. I'm also gonna assume that uh, since you were dedicated to the movies, that you did not take the time to watch any of the seasons of Fast and Furious Spy Racers, the animated series on Netflix. <laughs> I assumed you watched that before, right? That's a precursor. That's a must, right? I did not. I didn't know that was a thing until uh, earlier today when I was writing the game. Yeah, it follow, <laughs> uh, follows Tony Toretto. Tony Toretto <laughs> is he a tiger? Uh, but no, but that would have been funny if he was. Uh, but yeah, he's. Uh, I believe he's Dom's cousin. Let's race. Yeah, that's what Tony the Toretto would have said. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this is a movie podcast where we talk about the latest films that we see. We talk a little trailers. We, 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 we sometimes we got time for a game or two. We've also, also some tomfoolery. Uh, and then some, uh, some 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 malarkey, some guffaw, yeah, some a chicanery, a bit a bit of goofing. And I'm I'm your host Ben, and I'm I'm coming off being a little sick, so my Am I the only one who little, always thinks the different. word chicanery sounds racist. <laughs> Ch- is it chicanery or chicanery? It's chicanery. It's ch- I'm sure if you chicanery. say it wrong, it can come out. I thought that it was way. chicanery. It sounds pretty racist either way. <laughs> <laughs> like to me, it sounds like what an old, old old white guy would call like a bunch of like Mexican kids messing around in his backyard. Hey, you knock it off with that chicanery out there. I think you're saying a lot more like Hispanic than what it is. Like it gets more Hispanic. As well, that's the half Mexican. I know. It's like <laughs> Chicanery. Like it's, it's just like did you Sean, Sean Connery? Did you, just <laughs> sneeze, you just sneezed Sean Connery. It, did. it was my, my my attempt to have a Brad Latin. Like Brad doesn't even speak Spanish. And I'm trying to like do an accent of Brad in Spanish, and it did not. It came out Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. Yeah. See, <laughs> tú no puedes. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, Any Hoozle. Brad. Uh, Let's just let's take a second here. Uh huh. Let's thank the sponsor. Yes, you know, guys, we're getting into the holiday season. Ah, uh, yes. Delicious treats are coming out on yes, shelves. Mm. The the flavors that you that you stand by: peppermint, yes, hot chocolate. Go on, delicious fruit cake. Nah. Oh, <laughs> oh, but let me tell you, sir, you are going to enjoy fruit cake on this day because on this day we have a new Mountain Dew. Fruit Quake flavor of Mountain oh. Dew. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Fruit Quake shaking fruit to its core. <laughs> is that really what it says in the <laughs> Nope, I made it up. <laughs> Much like the Tolkien verse, it has been made up on the spot today. Ooh. And uh, that's it's weird. That's for sure. I will say this. It's better. Uh, you, you guys are going to try this. Um, no, you just like you just literally yeah. put your yeah. lips the whole all thing. over the fine. thing. Why you would I want to try it? You don't have to try it. You got cold. I'll dump it into a cup for you. You literally lipped the whole thing. I didn't lick it. You yeah. tried to swallow you, the you drink. Oh my you God. drink soda like my one-year-old. First of all, I don't I don't wrap my mouth around the entire bottle. I literally sip the end of it like a dainty little man. Were you one of those kids that mouthed the entire water fountain? Did you? Not only did I mouth the water fountain, but I would drink from the water fountain and then kiss and spit water into their mouth. Yeah, I kind of figured. That's why they loved me, and that's why they called me the blowhole 
<laughs> that's not why. I, mean, I think you know it. Pretty sure that's not why. What do you mean? <laughs> I think you know why. Anyway, uh, this is it's not bad. Uh, so last year for the holidays, Mountain Dew came out with Ginger Snapped, which was like a ginger. That sounds awful. It was. Awful. It was terrible. I hated it. This isn't bad. Uh, it has just the tiniest of like the spice that you would have in a fruitcake, and like it's just a vaguely like. Uh, have you had fruitcake? Yes. Not great. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't like fruit in my cake. Don't I don't mind fruit and cake, uh, but fruit cake in particular, the flavor fruit cake what is not something that I love. What fruit do you want in your cake? I don't mind if it's like if there's pineapple and like a pineapple oh, no, upside down cake either. or no. strawberries and a strawberry shortcake. You know, stuff I want like that. cheese in my cake. Cheesecake is delicious. I like cheesecake. But you don't want like chunks of American cheese in your cake. Don't no, tell him what he wants. Don't tell me what I don't like. Oh boy. Anyway, uh, this is it's not bad. As this isn't the kind of thing that I would be like excited to get it again. I'm still chasing the high. That is Mountain Dew's uh, Merry Mashup. No, not Merry Mashup. Uh, Holiday Brew, where it was like a, a cranberry prom- pomegranate infused Mountain Dew. That was delicious. And lately they've been trying you to like- check the back label on there? How many diabetes are in that can? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I think there's at least two full diabetes. Oh, yeah. This is has 144% of your daily sugar. If you- <laughs> <laughs> He's got the sugars per He's serving. The sugars. And there are four servings and, in that and, bottle. And I'm not joking. It says 144%. Oh, God. And there are and just one serving. So it's, that's if you oh. have one bottle, you're good. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not. Put that out there. No, no. Mountain Dew slowly Mountain Dew, Fruit Quake. Uh, get it for the holidays. Unwrap the diabetes. Yeah. Just-, just, just Wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of wrapping up, thanks uh, for the sponsoring us, Mountain Dew. We're going to wrap that segment right up. Mm. Now let's talk about the last movies we watched, guys. We'll get to Mike. We will get to you, my friend. We need a recap of every Fast and Furious film you've seen. <laughs> and but, go. Uh, for Nate Lauks, what's the last movie you saw, buddy? My Actually, the last film I saw, I will get to in a second, and Brad and I will talk about. Yeah, we have a little cool segment where we're going to talk about the last movie we saw together as friends. But I was assigned a film by my good buddy, Ben, called Rush, and it's a 2013 film. Uh, as a seg- or As a side to this, you know when you're with someone in a car and you've got a uh, maybe an hour trip in front of you, you just start talking about whatever, and my good buddy brad has done a lot of celebrity interviews in his time at, at slash film and and whatnot and so i asked him as you would who was the most beautiful person he's ever seen in person like 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 you have to not just see them on a poster but actually be there and he said one of the people that is actually in this film Chris daniel brule Chris Hemsworth is he not the most beautiful person you've ever seen? Yeah, the guy, the guy is just a handsome statue uh, of a man when when you see him, and he's he's nice and and funny and cool. It's like so we had about a ten minute part of our ride back home from Chicago, literally gushing about our crushes on Chris Hemsworth, and this film didn't do anything to limit that for me. Um, I really do. It's love, a really good film, by the way. It is. It, it's directed well. It's by, directed by Ron Howard, which I didn't know beforehand, but mm-hmm. I, I watched it. I'm not a race car guy. I'm not a F1 guy. I'm. This is about F1, by the way. It's it's like the European rednecks, and so uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't. They I don't, love being called that, by the way. Hey, I, my my wife's I, European. So I, will, I, I will say though, that's not really an apt comparison, as because like. F1 racing is nothing it like, is. like NASCAR, and especially in Europe, it's like an upscale, like, it, like hey, a rich Brad, guy. Hey, Brad, Brad, Brad let me like make polo. the joke, okay? <laughs> 
really? I don't think that's a good joke. Your no, jo- I'm your, making your the joke. Your joke has to have sound logic in it. And I'm sorry, mm-hmm. the premise rings false here. <laughs> so it's about a rivalry between two drivers. It's it's a historical film, though. True obviously, story. There's a little bit of uh, Hollywood in there. But the, the film actually kind of talks about in the mid-70s, there are these two racers that couldn't really be more polar opposites. And um, one of them is just high-risk, high-octane, not necessarily someone that races by the rules. It might not look like it, but according to everything I've read, racing just like every other sport really does have, you know, rules of the road in a, a sense. Very, yeah. very, yep. very specific set yep. of them. By and the way. so he's not one of those guys though, right? He is a very much a driver by his instincts and he wants to push things. He's a very cool playboy. Too. Um yes, he's got all that going on. So in in every way they seem to be very different. Uh, Daniel Bruhl plays the other guy, and he's a lot more calculated. He's a by the books incredible driver, and he's right? also, and he's also uh, mocked for not being the most handsome guy. Like they they call him a rat. They say he kind of looks like a rat. Whereas you have you know Chris Hemsworth and James Hunt, who's this very who we've already established, yeah, is Chris. Hemsworth. Most I have to say, but is is that fair to to say that about him? It's, even though it, that, Chris Hemsworth is right there, that's because well that that's what the character like, is. We like, all look like that compared right. to Chris Hemsworth, though. Yeah, like, we're all rats. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. And that is, <laughs> and that's, I, I, I compete, and that's part of the, that's part of the movie. Uh, it is no, that's it's it's part of the comparison, yeah. right? It is part of the comparison, and in real life, that was part of their comparison. What what the film really does though is it it tells this you know season or two kind of of them racing and then competing. Uh, Daniel Bruhl's character gets in a bad wreck, but I, I think at the heart of the film though is the importance of each other in each other's life. They they weren't really, of course, the film plays it up a little bit more. They did have a little closer connection than the film makes it out. Friendship anyway. But the film makes it out to be a lot more competitors, sure. right? Yeah. But I think what what Ron Howard is getting at is the necessity sometimes in your life to have people that push you that you don't necessarily aren't your friends. I I, I think of this as a small kind of thing. Uh, my daughter is very academically minded. There was a girl that she's been in school with forever. Her, they they're not friends, but they compete academically and go back and forth all the time in their grades. I think they need each other, though, right? In in some weird way, because even though they're not friends, the existence of the other person there in your orbit, in your world, pushes you to be better. Yeah. And so this film's kind of about that. It's a sports film. It's exciting. Um, it's well done, well acted. I'm not a race car person, so I never really wanted to see this, but I was glad I did. I love sports movies. I didn't think it was a sports movie, quite frankly. It's really I don't, not. I, it, it, it is, though. I mean, there, there's some really yeah, I, fun I, I think racing movie. scenes in there, right? That, that have a lot of anxiety. It's you know, a sports drama with, but with also, very richly drawn characters, and it's just, it's done very well. Again, I think it's, it's a, a great movie. It's a, and, and it's a sports film in that it's a film about competition. They're going back and forth. I guess may, maybe I think of a, when I think of a sports film, like it's, oh, it's a sports film. The the movie is about the championship game, or it's about. I mean, it is, though. It, 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 it's about their rivalry as racers. So, no. so much of it is based around how they compete and them competing for points uh, during the tournament. So like the, the, a huge part of it is about that. And what I, what I love, again, is the, the, the play on the philosophical differences of looking at the life, right? So you have uh, Heath, or not Heath Ledger, sorry, uh, Chris Hemsworth, his character, looking at the sport as a necessity to fuel his playboy, right? Yeah. His, to play, fuel his personality, to fuel this. And at the end, again, I'll, I'll, I'll ruin some of it for you, the other racer, who is a by-the-books racer, very gifted racer, decides, I don't need it. Um, and he essentially 
gives up on on the spore of the competition because he realizes, in my estimation of, again, parsing the film, that he doesn't have to have that for his identity. I think Chris Hemsworth needs it for his identity. Sure. And so, I, I mean, I, what I liked about it, again, it's hard to say it is a sports film because there's there's psychological elements to it there's emotional elements there's all these there's friendships there's my, my point is it's, but it's it's not about like in in it's, it's not winning the big game but and then the, all roads lead to that one triumphant certainly. moment but that's like but you could say that about rocky but rocky's a boxing movie rocky's a sports movie <laughs> it is a sports movie but yeah. yes it's more similar to rocky the, in the that best, the best sports movies do have those kinds of things they're not just two-dimensional sports movies about like just the game they have great characters that you care about, that you come to be invested in, and that, that have stories that you care about beyond the sport that the movie is about. So, again, highly recommend it. Uh, I'm glad I, I got to watch it. Good suggestion, buddy. Thanks, man. Ben, what did you watch? I watched Rush. Now, this uh, is a great movie. It's with Daniel Brühl as a race car driver and the most beautiful person on the planet, Chris Hemsworth. Let me tell you what happens, Red. The, bit, the bit's gone on too long. Okay. What did you actually watch? Uh, I watched Ghost Ship. Nope. That's Julian Amandis. Uh, now, is a, this is a horror <laughs> film set on a vacant ship. And I watched Cool World with Brad Pitt. What are you doing? I'm doing bits. I watched Ghost World. No, you didn't. <laughs> I did. I watched no, Ghost you World. didn't. That's a different movie. Go, with no, I'm pretty sure that's what he watched. No, watched <laughs> no it's not. You watched Ghost Town. Oh, that's right. No, I watched Ghost World with uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Watched, no. I, I hope you're joking. Not, I, no, I hope this, you're joking. This is not the bit. <laughs> I told you to fucking watch Ghost Town. No, I thought I, I really, no. really thought you said Ghost it World. It says Ghost Town in the text <laughs> messages. No. I'm well for <laughs> fuck's sake. Listen, Brad, in my defense, okay. No, I, I do you, Ghost World. You love watching coming of age films. You really do. Uh, and so I thought, okay, wait, I've got to watch Did a you really of age. watch Ghost World? Yeah, with, with Thora Birch and, <laughs> and, and Steve Buscemi. 2001 film. I did. I really thought that that's no. what the movie was. Oh, this is this is so great. And I love that Brad's so frustrated right now because this is such this is so funny for me that he really did not tell you to watch Ghost World by the way. I I was I'm in the text right as well. Uh but I love that you had to sit through Ghost World. Did you like it? I did. <laughs> I thought it was good. I really th I thought it's a coming of age. I thought, like, honestly, I thought that's what the movie. Yeah, Ghost World's a great movie. It's yeah. a great movie. I'm it's not, a good recommendation. I've never seen it, but thanks I, for the recommendation. I'm buddy. not even prepared to talk about it today. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guess what I'm annoyed at more than anything is that you just you don't you don't pay attention. <laughs> like you, like it's like you 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 miss the details. I mean, the, the I word I mean, ghost it, was in both of them. In my defense, uh, uh, Nate had to give you three movies because he gave you your first one and you're like, oh, I didn't mark that off the list. I haven't so seen. you gave, want, you a, gave you another movie and then you still had seen that one as well. And then we went to a third movie and finally gave it to you. So, you're right. And so, so would you say that we both have a problem with uh, paying attention to the details? Well, let's let's go back and see. Is this the is this the the only time that has happened or have you also forgotten to check movies? Off oh, of absolutely. This? Right. OK, exactly. But I'm we're both have you also forgotten to watch the movie that you were assigned in previous Listen, episodes? This, this what about is and we'll get you nowhere. This well, okay. it's not getting us anywhere. It's not this, even what about this isn't even a good podcast right now. Guys. What about then? <laughs> this this makes for the best podcast. <laughs> I watched Ghost World and it was pretty good. Well, next week you're gonna watch Ghost Town. <laughs> what, what even is that? Honestly, I don't even know what that is. How do you, you don't know? You Ghost and I Town talked is? about Ghost Town. <laughs> yeah. no, it's it's a, a Ricky Gervais romantic comedy. And it's, it's and it's great. Oh, I think I've actually seen that. See, and, and now <laughs> you see, you see, you see what happens here. See, Jesus Christ. I feel like you should just go around and ask. Tell people ghost what Ghost movies World movies is about. You fucking yeah. idiot. Talk about it. Hey, and uh, also talk about what happened to Thora Birch. <laughs> She's um, still around. 
Is she? Yeah. Is she? Yeah. So uh, this is a coming of age movie about uh, uh, two gr- uh, young girls that are graduating high school that uh, obviously don't know what the hell they're going to do with their lives. They are going through the typical like uh, finding themselves, trying to figure it all out. They've got crushes. Uh, they don't understand how, how the world necessarily works yet. Um, there are there's a lot of angst that's going on, especially with Thora Birch's character. Um, they they uh, find a, a sad sack kind of guy. Uh, Steve Buscemi, who placed a kind of a a, a, a used to be in, in Craigslist, I think that it was, or in the newspaper, you could see it was a misconnection where like, oh, you, me, nerdy guy in the corner, you beautiful uh, woman picking out, you know, cantaloupes at the at the grocery store. We shared a, a moment, I thought, let me know and give me a call. So he places that ad, Thora Birch and Scarlett Johansson see it. They call acting like they're this woman. And then they go and stake out the diner where they tell him to go and just he shows up and it's sad. And it was honestly, it was very awkward. I didn't love it because it was really mean to do that to his person. But then Thora Birch, his character, decides she's going to seek this guy out and try to like find him a, a girl because she does kind of feel a little bad. But then she finds out that she is is more emotionally attached to this guy uh, than she thought. And she sees maybe something there that isn't like all the other guys in her life because uh, he's really into legitimately old school stuff, right? The stuff from the twenties, thirties, forties, LPs, seventy eights, records, all this stuff. None of she, those things that are around anymore that she loves. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you know what I'm saying? No, like, I know. Like they, they, they don't. I mean, Thora Birch is uh, an eighteen year old. She's not going down uh, with her peers to go to the latest record release party. But Steve Buscemi's character curates these things and loves them, and he's very nerdy about it. Uh, the thing I love about this movie is that they don't play Steve Buscemi's character off as a creep, which he could clearly very easily be in real life, or uh, they could have written him in that way of like, oh, there's a hot young girl that wants to hang out with me. They just do develop kind of a friendship, albeit a very stilted one, because he he's always uncomfortable that she's this very pretty 18-year-old, and he doesn't understand why she's uh, you know around him in the first place. And uh, Scarlett Johansson plays her uh, best friend who, you know, they, they have a falling out. They don't have a falling out, whatever. That's that's kind of a B plot to me. The the main story is about Thor Birch's character and Steve Buscemi's character and how their lives are intertwined and interact with each other. And they they prop each other up and let each other down uh, throughout the film. Now, our guest here, Mike's a little bit too shy to ask this, but <laughs> where's the ghost? <laughs> there is no ghost in this is there there's no ghost in thank this. you for asking me <laughs> yeah i got you but this is based on comic books by the way so yeah I, I found that out later um but this i don't know if this is necessarily a career defining role for steve buscemi he is incredible in this film he if, if any director saw this they'd be like i need to cast him in my next film he was so freaking good. And it showed Scarlett Johansson in that very uh, uh, monotone kind of smoky voice that she's known for now. Uh, it, it, she plays it very well. And it does beg the question, what, what, why didn't Thor Birch have a bigger career? She was, she was brilliant in this. Well, I mean, she it's not that she didn't have a bigger career. I mean, she like she was pretty uh, around this time. Like this, this was when she was kind of in demand because she had uh, just done American. Yeah, she was huge at this point. She had just right? done American Beauty. Uh, she went on to be in a Limp Biscuit music video. Of Obviously, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. now yeah, and that th- really made a uh, couple years off. before that. I think did now and then, which was a pr- yeah, yeah. But uh, that was when she was pretty young, though. But like honestly, after Ghost World, she uh, she really didn't do like a ton of like right. fame famous stuff. 
Um, but like she more recently, she was on uh, The Walking Dead for like a stint. I think she did like a like a nine episodes. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Um, but yeah, she I you know, I don't know if it's like a personal choice for her where she just kind of lays low and like does what she wants or if she's not getting a lot of offers. Well, but, I guess that, that was my question is because I, I, you know, from what few Thora Birch uh, movies I can think <laughs> of, uh, I always felt like she kind of was typecast or played the same character over and over again. Yeah, she did she kind of have the uh, a, a tendency to play characters similar to her Ghost World character, essentially, like kind of a... A little bit acerbic, uh, smarter than her age. Yeah, kind of monotone, yeah. like just like... Uh, not not quirky in like the Zoe Deschanel way, but uh, uh, more odd, uh, unacerbic Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, but I, yeah, actually, that's the best way to say. It, I think. Um, but yeah, I actually had a a pretty big crush on Thora Birch like when I was like a kid because she was like my age and like she was like the first like uh like young actress crush that I had when I was a kid like when I like very young. Kid. She's not your age. She's our age. She's forty one. I know, but, really? and so and so I, when I was younger, he was I, six years old, and he was into a fifty. I was creep. down to older ladies when I when I was there. Uh, so but ghost, no, ghost train, go see it. Oh boy. <laughs> I, I, no, I'm glad you actually. I, I am kind of glad. So you have you this, seen Ghost this Town? This has really great ratings, and I want to see this film now. Ghost no, you should watch it. It's, it's in the Criterion it, Collection. If it's that tells really you really good. Have you seen Ghost Town? Uh, that's with uh, uh, Ricky Gervais, Tay Leone, Greg Kinnear. No, I was thinking of Ghost Dad with Bill Cosby. Yeah, no, that's that's. Have it. you seen Ghost Town? Yes or no? I will have to watch the trailer for it. Okay. I, I'm not, I'm not fucking around. I if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's so good. I love Ghost Town. Are there ghosts in that one? Yeah, yeah. No, that's that is that is a yeah. ghost film. So I wasn't afraid to ask. That. <laughs> Brad, uh, I ain't afraid of no ghost. Is that what's the last oh. one you saw, buddy? What? Well, the last movie I saw, I can't talk about because... Uh, okay, well, Nate, Nate, what's the movie you were assigned? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, use your words, buddy. You know, uh, when has it become Fuck Men, the podcast? Like When hasn't it been Fuck Men, the podcast? It, right? <laughs> I invite you on to be my co-host. It's a good show, and you just shit all over me. Well, here's the thing. Ever since you have invited me to be the co-host, you have just given up your hosting duties and just haven't lived up to your end of the podcast. What? I am a great host! <laughs> Do you hear this, Nate? Do you hear this? I told you guys... We save this. What's for the our, last movie? We save this for our couple therapy time. I just told not, you the last we movie. Don't, <laughs> we don't work this out on the podcast. I told you guys this. What's the What's the movie that we made you watch? Nate asked me to watch Beautiful Boy. <laughs> I couldn't keep it straight. Nate had me watch uh, Beautiful Boy, which is uh, a a family drama um, about a teenage uh, kid who gets uh, addicted to drugs. Uh, Steve Carell plays the father. Timothy Chalamet plays the the teen who is addicted to drugs. Maura Tierney plays uh, the um, the stepmom. Amy Ryan plays the, the mother. And uh, it's it's basically just a story of this kid struggling with being addicted to a bunch of different drugs. He does meth. He does heroin. Um, he does a lot of stuff, and he just keeps going back and forth. But what the the thing that I really like about this movie is even though it sounds like it'd easily be an after-school special, yep, yep. it is not a melodramatic thing where like you have Steve Carell and Timothy Chalamet uh, like shouting at each other and having these big screaming matches of crying and everything like that. There are emotional parts of it for sure, but it is a much more subdued presentation of uh, what life is like when you're a parent and you're watching your kid basically completely ruin their Kill life. Kill themselves and, almost. And, and, right? and, and, yeah, and essentially just yeah, be on the risk of death. When every did this come time. out? Uh, 2018. And it came out around the time that a very similar movie with a very similar plot to a movie called Ben is Back with Julia Roberts and Lucas Hedges, where she plays a mom. He plays the kid who is uh, he's just come back from rehab and he's uh, struggles with it with addiction as well. Um, 
but yeah, it was uh, this was very very good. Steve Carell is is fantastic in it. You know, it's um, he's one of those actors where I don't think he gets quite enough appreciation for his dramatic roles. Uh, he's gotten nominated for stuff, sure, but like when people think of Steve Carell first, they always think of The Office. They think of the forty year old version. They think of his comedy stuff. Uh, he but he's also just he's a great dramatic actor, and it's I think it's because he doesn't give these big. Um, you know, big showy performances. He's a good, subtle, dramatic actor. He's in The Patient right now, which is on Apple TV+. Plus. And I did just a- want to clarify, it's not an Apple TV Plus series, it's uh, an FX series. What's it about? Uh, about Do you really not know? It's about a patient. <sighs> in the very first episode, Steve Carell gets kidnapped by a, a Spoilers! Patient. In the very first episode, he gets kidnapped <laughs> by a patient who he's treating, and that patient turns out to be a serial killer, and he chains him to a bed in his in his basement. And he literally goes to work every day, comes home and wants to do therapy with Steve Carell. And Steve Carell is a, a bound to the bed therapist. And Steve Carell's going, this is not how therapy works. And he's like, yeah, but I don't want to kill anymore. And this is the only way I, I know how to do this. So it's like oh, Dexter meets misery. I yeah. need you to make me better. And then th- throughout the 20 minute, honestly, 20 minute opener uh, as far as the episode. In 20 minutes, they build an entire world and I'm in. It's so fucking clever how they do it in 20 minutes. Like it's so worth your time. No, I've heard a lot of praise oh for God. Steve Carell in this. He's, he's incredible. He's They're both everybody in that show is incredible. Anyway, now where are the ghosts in this? They're in the world. Mm, okay, all right, that makes Good. sense. Good. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. That <laughs> Mike, what's the last movie you saw? And if you say it's Ghost Town, I'm gonna kick you in the face. I honestly thought about this like, how can I be funny? <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about that for for episodes, but he still right. haven't found. Ben's it. been thinking yeah. about his entire life, and I'm funny. I think I, I think like the last the last ghost related thing I could think of is uh, there was a 2005 straight to DVD movie when I worked at Family Video called mm-hmm. Ghost Ship. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what I did with Juliana Margulies. Yeah. And it was not straight to DVD. It was went it? to the theater because I saw it in theaters. Oh, it was Boy. in theaters. Was oh, it yeah. really? Yeah. Oh yeah. That, go- that ghost ship went straight to theaters. Mm. That's Ghost actually got a pretty good opening scene. That's what I've heard. Hey, what about never Ghost Rider? I'm not joking, really. No, no, I, I'm I'm genuinely serious. I know that we can't take. We never know <laughs> I, when to take. I have heard, just I've awful. heard the You're opening. Awful. I've heard the opening scene in Ghost it's, Town is good. No, not Ghost Town. Ghost Ship. Did I say Ghost Town? Yes. Oh, Ghost Ship. This is what I'm talking <laughs> about. God damn oh, it! Oh my word! Get me out of here. <laughs> the opening scene in Ghost Town is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> oh, oh goodness, Mike. I, what's the last movie you saw, buddy? Well, it was uh, F9. Yeah. They went to outer space, guys. <laughs> well, <laughs> they didn't go to outer space. They went to space. Oh, oh yeah. Let's let's go ahead and make that determination. Well, you these. do. You, you, you need Stop. to. Because it would be. No. Would, no, yes. because No, you don't. Yes, you do. Because it would be even more ridiculous if they went to outer space. The space that they go into is barely above the atmosphere of the Earth. <laughs> and it makes somewhat scientific no, sense. No, it doesn't. It still doesn't. Off Taking a right fiat now. or whatever it is to Fuck outer space makes fear. zero sense. Oh, my God. <laughs> This they did real science studies to figure oh, out whether or not they could take a Pontiac Fiero and fly it through partial space. Mike, uh, just right off the bat, you, you as we said, you watched all of the Fast and Furious in the last what three months ish? It was probably about a month and a half. Yeah. Okay, so uh, out of all of them, let me just ask: uh, Do you have a favorite? No, they all blur together at this point. Like they're <laughs> yeah. like they're just they're just one conglomerate. You okay, know? so in this conglomerate of of ten films, uh, mm-hmm. do you have a few favorite moments in the in the series? Uh, what sticks out to you as like a, a moment you're like, oh, 
like maybe when uh when Dwayne the Rock Johnson first shows up or when you know at the, obviously in in Fast and Furious 7 we know what happened with Paul Walker in real life yeah that you know, one was what, tough what was that emotional oh you know what uh yeah I mean you you you, you don't think you're gonna get emotional at such a silly right. and out there movie um but you kind of at that point you're you're invested in the characters and and them as actors too knowing that outside of the film they really were they close. were yeah. family they were family okay, I, no 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 I don't wasn't trying nope. to be weird he's right they're family guys <laughs> no they're one's being family. weird they were family yeah well family. you you make 16 films together and you Ten. start to know yeah. each other pretty well <laughs> Not well, not nine and a spinoff. There you oh go. Oh my god! A couple short films. I hate you so much. <laughs> and animated series. <laughs> Someone kill me right now. Somebody throw a, a Miata through this window and kill me. And Jason Momoa, are you excited about Jason Momoa joining the universe? Oh, absolutely. I mean, any like just any new character that wants to join the universe. I don't think <laughs> I don't think you can go wrong at this you point. You shouldn't limit them. You nope. know, like you Who know, with in? John Cena showing up in F nine, I was like, anything is now possible. Why not? You know, Jason Momoa, great. You know, well, how can you? I I just I, I think the thing I appreciate the most is they they looked at an opportunity. They saw like you know what, Vin Diesel and John Cena look so alike. Why haven't we made them brothers in <laughs> in any <laughs> franchise? So fucking crazy. By the way, that's what they went with. It's 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 a brilliant casting. I'm just saying. It's bonkers, so bonkers. <laughs> and Vin Diesel doesn't do anything other than these films anymore, right? Other than, and and Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. <laughs> uh, he gets a thirty million dollar check as no, like I mean, oh, this yeah, is like bro. his life, and he makes enough money doing it, and then he plays his, like Dungeons and Dragons the other days, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's pretty much. Life. Yeah. I mean, I mean you? Hey, no, if he's made his money, right? right? You, you, well, he did Bloodshot. That was a big winner. Yeah, <laughs> no, that was a pandemic <laughs> success. Yeah, that one they're gonna turn. That's a whole new franchise now. Yeah. You can't see Brad's face, but he's being very facetious. Mm, no, I love Bloodshot. So, w- do you like um, do you like this series better than the Mission Impossible series? Uh, <laughs> I, I want to say yes, just to piss Brad off. Please do, please do. <laughs> yeah, please do. Like Tom Cruise I'm, is a terrible I actor. I don't know, I don't know, I don't if, know I can, if you know that. I don't know if you can tell me. I want you to say yes <laughs> so badly. I, it's it's I was I was talking to Ben about this the other day. What's interesting about this series is how one moment is so like fantastical, you know, that's so out there that they're just leaning hard into like craziness, and then the next moment they cut back to like let's be serious about our relationships. <laughs> it's like how do you go from throwing cars into you know a submarine to no, we need to be serious about this, guys. I do We're love family that so here. much, and it's like, it's like there's an underground you know submarine bomb that goes off, and then I was like Mia. You and Brian have to take my nephew and never be part of this life ever again. It's like, what do you do? Why are you having such a serious conversation? It's so uh, uh, daytime soap opera y with this octane fueled. Well, especially with people coming back from the dead and stuff, too. Oh, it's just, yeah, it's so, it is, it's a soap opera. It's a blockbuster soap opera. And again, uh, the. Which again, first film came out, I loved it. I really did. I I loved it. And I I actually still love them. Um, But first film comes out, I love it. And I'm like, oh, this is just like, Guys that you know are criminals, but it's, also gearheads. It's Point Break. Yeah, but then it turns into like guys that are smarter than the CIA. Right? <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> such a great concept, right? <laughs> like I'm sitting here thinking, you know, Dominic Toretto is known for killing a man essentially with uh, with uh, a pipe wrench, with a wrench, right? And so, and so you're like, oh my god, that guy can totally kick an assassin's ass, yep, right? Yep. A guy that's trained his entire life, he can't yeah, go Mike, against... You forgot. Uh, he's not going back to Lompoc. 
All right. And as long as you put those kind of stakes on the line, he's going to kill a trained assassin. Right. And I mean, and, and I just keep on, I keep on going, come on. And then I won't blink. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. To, to me, the, the most ridiculous part and there are there are, <laughs> there are a lot go on because the one the one moment that i've just never been able to get over is uh i want to say it's fast no furious seven i think uh can when, i guess yeah and I'm, I'm sure you know what it is is it where he times it to get to catch her on yeah. the car yeah he, oh. he grabs yeah. letty in the air and turns and lands on the hood of a car on his back, like it's fucking like nothing. It's a pillow, like it's a yeah, pillow. Like, 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 oh man, I landed on this nice gym pad. Thank, thank God I and landed ever, and Letty's, on the Letty's windshield like, of a 1979 Plymouth Barracuda. Letty's like, Everything's fine. Have Letty's you guys like, ever yeah. tried it? <laughs> Letty, don't, don't hate it until you try it. You, Letty you is like, be. she's like, she's like, how did you know the car was going to catch us? And he's like, I didn't. <laughs> you know, and it's like, and it's, and it's like, the, the, go back to the first part because the car how, catching you, you while know, it's driving. How did you know that getting into a car accident? With a human body <laughs> and a car was going to work. I didn't. Here's the thing. I got hit by a car <laughs> once <laughs> with my body that was going not fast. But let me tell you, didn't feel good. No. <laughs> didn't feel good. I, I can't even imagine what that would feel Brent, like. Brad, I've stubbed my toe. <laughs> and it hurt so much. <laughs> and cried. And I, cried. I, I, I teared, an adult I, man. I teared up and worried for a while. <laughs> you know, and I was probably a young man when I did it. Okay. I couldn't imagine. I can't even think. Like, okay, everybody, right now, close your eyes, unless you're driving, and think well, of even then, because you're fine. Th- according yeah, to your experience. <laughs> think about this as an adult person that you are. Stand up, close your eyes, and don't brace yourself, but fall to the earth. Right? Don't br- <laughs> like, and imagine how much, how much pain that would cause. And honestly, the recuperation. Right? Yeah, you're going to be in the hospital. Like honestly, I like, mean, something's gonna happen. Here's the thing: I could go out to the driveway right now and just like jump up slightly in the air and land on the hood of the car <laughs> that's out in the driveway, and it's gonna hurt really, really badly. I will still cry. I <laughs> see NFL players that are finely tuned athletes smash into each other, and they have to get carted off the field. Human to human interaction, not human to yes. car. Yeah, Dominic. But you know what? Makes for a great film. I'm going to see mean, the next one when it comes out. Well, and, I can't and, wait. And, and to be honest, it is kind of realistic because, you know, Rock did end up in the hospital once. So, I mean, they're showing that they can get hurt. Yeah, so. it happens. Mm-hmm. They're not invincible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. He, he did flex out of a cast, though. That was pretty amazing. <laughs> well, <laughs> so that's a great scene, though. It makes for such ridiculousness. I mean, who among us has not know? flexed out of a cast? <laughs> yeah, yeah right. absolutely. Uh, so of all the superfluous characters in the background, uh, your Mr. Nobodies, mm-hmm. your Charlize Theron's, your, you know, do you have a favorite uh, uh, that was maybe surprising that that actor or actress joined the Fast and Furious cast? Because I think that when I was watching it, I thought Charlize Theron being there in just in the first place was funny. But Helen Mirren. Yeah coming in like what the hell really we're getting helen mirren here hey it's family man when you when you got decker and owen shaw that you know you got to bring their mom in you know that's just sound logic and yeah her showing up was fun and the character that she plays is fun right you know because what is it the end of uh i don't even know I mean, you're what the, the title is but like the the eighth one uh what is it Fate of the Furious. Fate of the Furious, yes. thank you. Where uh, they uh, break her out of jail. Yeah. You know, 
Uh, just, just very cheeky, very oh, yeah, so good. It, it is just, it's so much fun. I think when the when the uh, either the producers or the directors or or even the Rock or or Vin Diesel are trying to recruit people to this franchise, they probably pitch it as you get to have so much fun chewing scenery and just being whoever you want to be with this character. Like we've written this for you. Come on and have some fun. And yeah. obviously, they are all having fun with this. Yeah, and that's and that's why I really like about like uh, 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 Charlize Theron showing up is you can tell she is just having fun with it. Yeah. She's like, she's like, she knows she's not going to win an Oscar for this. Nope. And, she, and she's maybe, like, she's maybe like, she's like, hey, do me a favor, give me the worst fucking haircut you can think of, <laughs> and, and let me just have a blast with this one. Yeah, also, I've been bald and furious, but because I'm not sure if I want haircut. people to really recognize me in this. Right? <laughs> yeah. I just want to have fun. <laughs> I would prefer to people think that I'm some kind of futuristic robot. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, these these movies are bonkers but i'm glad that you sat through them i'm glad that you watched them yeah actually so it came off the heels a uh, funny story is um came off the heels of actually listening to your guys's podcast when you first started assigning films because you watched the the before series and then uh and then uh a lot less car start- crashes than the festive furious <laughs> you started to make nate watch mission impossible and i thought about what franchise have i never seen that you know people know and and what mm-hmm. and and talk about and I'm like oh my god I've never seen this and then you know when I first watched the first one I'm like it's about stealing DVD players and camcorders yep and I'm like oh and then is, in, and then in something. Fast Five they're dragging two safes, safes. Know, across <laughs> Central America Which somehow is believable. I remember watching it and being like, that could probably happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's a natural evolution. I don't of, understand. Of petty, like, they're petty muscle petty cars. They're not tow trucks. But uh, yeah, no, they're going 50 we, miles an hour with the bank safe. We got to get Nate back on the Mission Impossible train. Actually, Mike, thank you for bringing that up because <laughs> now that- son of a now that it's In not, all fairness, you brought it up earlier. Now that it's not Halloween anymore- I know, but they didn't bite on it. Now I got it's lucky. Not, it's not Halloween anymore. We do. Uh, so your next do we movie, though? Because there's other movies. Your that are, next movie is <laughs> actually, absolutely. I don't think the Mission a, Impossible uh, is on our list. Uh, it, the, it's gonna this, be. I know. You gotta watch the third one now. Did you, did you watch the second one? I oh, he watched the first yeah, two. Watched okay. the second yeah, yeah. And no. you guys are like, these are the best films I've ever seen. No, okay, no, 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 I'm like, no, this isn't the best. Man. I'm sorry, Mission Impossible 2, Brad, is not the best film ever. You're right. I know you say it. I know you you have the bumper sticker oh, and everything. Boy. It's not great. But I, Lit I, Biscuit I would, was on the soundtrack. I would buy a bumper sticker that says Mission Impossible 2 is the greatest film of all time. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well, Nate, uh, let's talk about the last movie we saw. We got we went on a date last night. Mm-hmm. We and, had a, a nice little friend trip. Yeah, cool. <laughs> and Brad took me to go see Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. I never get invited to these things, by the way. That's oh, not even that's remotely not even true. true. Literally, true. the last Marvel movie that was released, you went to see with me at a yeah, press screening. on opening night on, on a Thursday. You're like, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, cool. And you're like, by the way, this counts. I'm taking Nate to Black Panther. Yeah. I, I'm telling you guys, though, Black Panther will kind of forever. So uh, I was my my sons were asking, "Did you like it?" I said, "Yeah, I loved it." And I was I was trying not to ruin plot stuff for them. And my son Finn, my oldest son, says, "Dad." Is there a, a weak part to the film? Like, is there where do you think they should have done it better? I, Brad, I couldn't think of anything. Not to say there's probably not if we really yeah. like, but uh, all right. So let's get into spoilers then. N- no, we won't. <laughs> no, no, but, no spoilers. <laughs> as Brad and I were talking about last night, Ryan Coogler got dealt a hard hand, right? I mean, no more than Chadwick Boseman, but you know, your star actor, your franchise guy of this, who is the only guy that could play really Black Panther because we just we just connect Chadwick Boseman with Black Panther dies he doesn't know it 
Uh, and he had a finished script for the sequel. Did you find that out? Did he have a finished script? Oh, yeah. He, yep. had, yeah, he, had, he had written it already. And then all of so a sudden. So Ryan Coogler had finished the script, including Chadwick Boseman, for Black Panther 2. Yeah. And then Chadwick Boseman, of course, had been hiding his cancer diagnosis, mm-hmm. and he passed away. Yeah. Yes. And so I went into it thinking, okay, salvage something, right? Just just make something of it. Try to pivot in a way that isn't terrible. Sure. Not only was it not terrible, it was it was moving. It was beautiful. It was so well done. As Brad and I, and Brad can get into a little bit more, it did not feel like a Marvel movie. It was yeah. so good. Yeah, there's stuff about this that it just it feels like it bucks the formula, and it uh, it's just it's operating on another level. the The emotion is raw. The storytelling is powerful. It's uh, the way it utilizes its characters. It's great. There, there's phenomenal performances all throughout this movie. Uh, the villains are are very cool. The action is is stellar. It's beautifully shot. The score is amazing. The production design, like every aspect of this film, uh, is phenomenal. So, will this be up for an Academy Award? I, you know, I don't know. I I, feel I mean, like, obviously, in some ways, and yeah, it'll it'll, know, it'll it'll the specialty will it kind be of up things. for best picture. Sorry, I, you know, I don't know. I I I, I, I think you could make the argument. I'm not sure if it I would. think I think you could too because the 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 first Black Panther, you know, did did get nominations, and that was a big deal. Um, but it, it came around kind of at a perfect time, and I don't know if this movie can kind of capture that same level uh, of hype. It might be able to simply simply because. Of how what it does, uh, as far as like with the legacy of Chadwick Boseman, the character of Black Panther, and the story it tells based around that, and what and what it does, there, there's a chance it could. But do you, but do I don't you know. think some of the performances though could be nominated? You know, I I think if there's one that probably will, I think that it's going to be Angela Bassett for Best Supporting she Actress because she's just acted her butt off. She's I fun- mean, yeah, it just absolutely stunning in this movie. Um, you know, I but I think everyone really is. You know, I think that. Um, uh, Danai Guira as Okoye puts in a great performance. Letitia Wright does well. I know yeah. complicated with some of the things she's said online, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. No, yeah. but I'm but telling she's you, very good. I went into it kind of a little because she's got this kind of weird COVID stuff that she said, uh, vaccine stuff, which mm-hmm. I was, I went in angry at her. And this film, she was just brilliant. She yeah. was just so good. I, I can't wait to see it again. Honestly, I cannot <sighs> wait to see this film yeah. again. Uh, what, what Kugler does with also. So in this podcast, we've talked about and we we gushed over the first trailer for this film, and we just we're all moved by it. Yeah, and he extends that really to his use of music and moments to the film in ways that it just so poignant, so good, so moving. He uses also not just music, but sometimes just silence really well, like just lets scenes breathe. Um, I, I just I was blown away by it, and a day later, I think I'm I, I feel it even more today than I did yesterday. It was just brilliant. It was so good. Um, Agreed. Uh, and it was again when you take into the when you take into context that Ryan Coogler was, you know, he, he knew where this was going, and he had to go in a whole different direction, and did it brilliantly. What a brilliant mind he is. Do you, uh, one of the things I think we get tied up with now because of what happened in the first saga is that they all have to be connected though, right? So what I feel like we, we're seeing, whether it's the Disney Plus series or even some of the 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 movies, they are stand, they're standalone-ish, but, and they're doing maybe a little bit here and there to tie it back into the universe does it stay away from that and stand on its own, or does it, it introduce Ironheart? And- so yeah, so so there even um it introduces Ironheart, who's getting her own Disney Plus right. series. But 
her character she's is, fantastic by the way is she's so used good. in this movie in such an organic way that like if they weren't making a Disney Plus series like you would want an Ironheart series mm. um like she she it's just it fits in the story very well and it makes perfect sense it doesn't feel shoehorned in it doesn't feel like they derivative they, they put, or anything yeah sure. it's it works the exact same way that uh introducing Black Panther and Captain America Civil War did where, oh, where, okay, where yeah. it's just it's just a great introduction of a new character it works in the story and clearly she'll have a longer shelf life elsewhere in the MCU. But, like, it's not filled with these, like, winks and nods to the rest of the MCU sure. or, like, uh, you know, a bunch of obvious Easter eggs or bringing in a bunch of, you know, random side characters. Sure. Um, but it is, you know, it is, yeah, it, it, it's, with the exception of being a sequel to Black Panther, it stands on its own very well. All right, let's move on to the trailers. We did watch some trailers for this. Did you get a chance to watch them, everyone? Yes. So we watched... Two different trailers getting into the holiday season now. We've watched uh, the first one we watched anyway was Spirited, starring Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell, Octavia Spencer. Um, I am excited about this for a couple different reasons. You guys know this, pod listeners know, love Christmas movies. I've seen a lot of them, including Lifetime and Hallmark movies. Um, but I'm I'm excited about this, and I love the cast. I love these guys. Um, I know everyone's like Ryan Reynolds plays the same part. Will Ferrell can be very similar. I don't care. I love them. Um, but what I get excited about is this has a soundtrack from uh, Benj Pasek and Justin Paul, who did the soundtrack for uh, in the music for The Greatest Showman, La La Land, and Dear Evan Hansen. I'm also a musical fan. So I was going to say, is this a musical? Yeah, yes. it's, oh. it's a musical. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about that as well, because again, I love musical films. So I'm curious. I mean, obviously, it is a, a play on uh, Charles Dickens. Uh, it's not going to be a story that we're probably unfamiliar with at all, but it should be a lot of fun. So uh, what did you guys think of the trailer? Uh, I was more excited about this before I saw the trailer. Um, I don't think the trailer is particularly great. I don't think it's all that funny. Um, I was hoping for something more because I do like musicals. Um, and I think there's a lot of potential for like fun holiday musicals, especially. Uh, but there's just something about this that just feels like they're trying too hard to make it this big comedic production. And I just, I just, I don't know. I found, I found myself like just kind of shrugging afterwards and being like, oh, okay, this looks like whatever you know like i'll watch it uh but i'm not excited about it what about you ben no i i actually i disagree i thought that it was charming i i i love ryan reynolds like nate and and will ferrell i'll I'll still watch them do anything i even though i watched holmes and watson and it was just maybe the one of the worst movies i've ever seen in my entire life will ferrell can still do no wrong he's just built up so much good karma for me well apparently Uh, you didn't see get hard uh, I did, <laughs> and I'm still willing to say the same thing. I still will watch what he's in, and so it. This looked, uh, you know, charming and fun, and it's. Uh, it. I. I do like that they bring up right off the bat that it's they understand what they're doing because you've seen so many retreads of the same thing over and over again where they don't even call attention to the fact that they're redoing it. So hopefully, with that in mind, it'll be better. But at the same time, I think there's a part of me too where I wish that people would. And when I say people, I mean filmmakers, would kind of just be earnest if they want to be about something rather than feeling like they have to undercut it just to like call attention to it, you know? Like, uh, because sometimes this bugs me a little bit in the Marvel universe too. They feel like they have to do 
a little too much of like the jokes to like undercut like tension or like something dramatic or something See, like I, that. I, I understand what you're saying, but I, I don't I really don't think that's what is going on here. I, I really felt like in order for this to work at all, you've got to be a little meta to be like, yeah, this is what this is. It doesn't necessarily ha- it doesn't feel like they were trying to like shove an Easter egg down your throat. Yeah. It just felt like they're they are, they are setting the stage like we know what this is and we're But that's that's what I mean though is I I wish that they wouldn't feel like they need to be like meta or like self-referential in that way. Like just just do it and like be be earnest about it. Like make me make me believe in it. You know, God, like just, just make a good uh, uh, take on a Christmas. Yeah, year. don't don't sit there and like you know, like it, it's almost like they're doing a pre reaction to like criticism. You know, like like, like they're trying to protect themselves. Mike, what did you think? Well, I mean, ultimately, I thought well, which was interesting because I remember watching the teaser and then this one. That's why I asked if it was a musical because the teaser made it sound like a musical. And at the end of this trailer, that's when it started showing a little bit more of a musical number, but it didn't really get into the song. It does feel like they're it. kind of hiding so it a little like, bit. So yeah, yeah so they that's, want people to show up, of course, right? Um, but you know, it's, it's a Christmas Carol to Nate's point. We've seen this over and over and over again, but you know, you still fall, you can't help but fall for it. Um, I think this is a fun spin on it. I like the idea of a, a ghost shows up and says, you know, cause I didn't know this until this trailer, a ghost shows up and says, oh, I can't work with this guy. And now you're being dealt the Will Ferrell card. So it's, it's slightly different, but the same thing. And so you, for me personally, um, it's a Christmas movie. So I'm going into it and I don't have the expectations of I need to see mm-hmm. something nuanced. I'm okay with that. I know what I'm getting into the, when I'm seeing this. Make me feel merry and uh, and, and this is and this is what and I laugh and, and joyous I, and yeah. And I feel that in this one which is like is this is this is a movie I will watch. Yep. Um and I know saccharine. going into it yep. I'm not going to you know again hope that an Academy Award comes out of it or that I'm going to go running to everybody seeing how great of a movie it is. I know that I'll get done watching it and say that was that was that was that was worth my while. And that's about it. I think that I also do appreciate the fact that they're they are taking it from the perspective of the ghost. Right. They're 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 adding in that that clearance from a wonderful life aspect to it of like. Will Ferrell's character is clearly responsible now for Ryan Reynolds character. And that is a different take. We haven't necessarily seen that before and so maybe to brad's point they maybe didn't need to say this is a christmas carol yeah uh out loud because this is clearly a very it's different like, perspective especially because we already have scrooged right you know right so like and this feels like it's trying to be musical scrooge with maybe maybe a little less cynical sense of humor which i'm again which again i'm all about i agree i, I agree it could be fun it i have fun. higher expectations for the film than what the trailer led me to believe i'm okay with it i know there's a there's a musical soundtrack in here that we know nothing about i have a i believe it's going to be great just because again the greatest showman was good la la land was great right. you know so well, I, oh, let's be clear the greatest showman is a really shitty movie with a phenomenal soundtrack that's all i'm talking about is the, is okay. the soundtrack that's all okay um so again i think but much listen, much like they were like in the in the in the in the 1980s, these Hollywood studios were like, "What's Rocky gonna fight next? An alien?" And then Predator was born, and they had Rocky the fight Predator, greatest movies of all time. Fuck, why didn't we get this, Rocky versus Predator? This could have been, mm-hmm. you know. I, I'm I'm okay with it, as Mike said. It's a Christmas movie. I go what, in with different expectations. What is your everyone's favorite adaptation of a Christmas Carol? I was hoping you could say Predator versus Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spirited 2022. No, Scrooge. I love Scrooge. Nate, he's got to think about this one. It's tough for him. He's seen 1,900 versions. Yeah. I actually, I just watched a couple. My son's in 
again with my, this. My, my son uh, is get in it. He's an actor. He's in a Christmas Carol. So get I would just watch a bunch. If no, you including want to see his real, including the Fraser Crane one uh, from nineteen or two thousand and four, which is a musical. Did you guys see that one? I haven't seen the one with Fraser. Yeah, um, is Kelsey it called? Kramer, is it called uh, no, he Cheers? plays Fraser in it. Yeah. <laughs> he uses the same accent and everything. Um but Does Fraser have an accent? Well, he's got he's that from Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> it is an interesting thing. What is Fraser's accent? It's just yeah, he's it's a person. It's, it's more just of a, a No, cuz it, it is a no, it, accent. Yeah, cuz it's a, it's it, it, I I yeah, I get what you're saying. Cuz it's not an accent, but it but it is like no, a, it's an accent. It is a it's, it's a, di- a better than you. No, it's a dialect. Okay, I'll go there. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll let you have that. It's yeah, a it is a dialect. He's, he plays, but I don't Snooty. know. But I don't know Snooty. what the dialect is. <laughs> <laughs> is smarmy a dialect? Sure, because that's kind of what it is, yeah. right? Um, Educated. Mine is uh, Muppet Christmas. Oh, 100 percent by far. Muppets the way. Not, uh, e- not even close. It is a great one. There was one made in the forties. I think that's really good as well that I liked. I I, 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 up, didn't, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. He could I, be making that up. Well, there's one in 1939. No, there, there's, no really you could say any good. decade, and there's yeah. a Christmas yeah, no, that was made. It was true. also pretty good. Um, I I honestly don't hate most of them. I like the one. Even I even like the animated one that came out with Jim Carrey. Ugh. I didn't I didn't hate that. I no. hate it. It's fine that you do, but <laughs> uh, there's I have I, the thing. The difference between you and me is so many things, but one of them <laughs> is that I have joy in my heart. Oh, there it All is. Right? Yeah, you think so, I don't have joy in my heart? You don't, man. <laughs> you think I don't have joy in my have heart? Have you heard you? You know, many, <laughs> you know how many movies I talk about that are like delightful and joyous? And just, like, yeah, and, one out of every 300. <laughs> not even, you're the one who's like the, the curmudgeon grumble at everything. You can't, you can't even like bring yourself to Listen watch. Listen to your last critique of Spirited. Because it doesn't look great. And I, <laughs> exactly. Doesn't look great. Doesn't look great. Honestly, if I had to think about it, uh, a Mickey's Christmas Carol would probably be my favorite Christmas Carol. I've never seen that one. Mickey's Christmas Carol. No. <laughs> and here, actually, and actually, and here, are a, you kidding me? Well, Guess what? You just got a sign. Here's a general admission of too is I haven't seen a lot of Mickey Mouse stuff. I've never really been like into Mickey Mouse. What happened as, to you? I just I was first of all I was a Nickelodeon kid, and second of all I've just never really been presented with like the opportunities to watch any of the movies featuring Mickey Mouse. Uh, I've seen some shorts here and there, Man. um, and I I but like it's more of just a pop culture awareness thing where like I know. About like all of Mickey and the characters that surround him, and well, like that kind that, of thing. That's that's ha- why you don't have joy. Yeah, <laughs> Gorsh Mouse. Brad, is we're gonna have to make you. Gorsh. Watch some- it's a Gorsh. terrible Mickey Mouse impression. Gorsh. No, that's not even Mickey. See, exactly. He doesn't get it. Though, Wait, what? Who is it? He doesn't watch. So. Yeah, it's Kate Hudson. What do you mean? <laughs> that would be more uh, goofy. I know it's goofy. What? what, what it's what, goofy what? that you've never seen these movies. Jeez. Uh, I'm gonna Donald fuck your face. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> All right, we did see another one, uh, and I think Brad's going to see it in the theater next week. Did indeed, you say? indeed, I am. Yeah, uh, a Christmas Story, Christmas. Yeah, a sequel to a Christmas Story that nobody asked for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually the third, and after seeing actually, really? so, actually, even more than that. So there, there is an official Christmas Story two that was directed video. Daniel Stern is in it. it it's, it's. It, I've never seen it, but it looks as bad as you would imagine. Um, and then there's there's a, a a sequel that is it's called my uh, my like summer my great greatest summer or something like that where it's the character of Ralphie and it's a different story that Gene Shepard wrote and that kind of thing and so it's kind of a sequel but not really no one from the original movies in it or anything like that it's just the same characters uh, and then there are other quasi sequels because Gene Shepard wrote a lot of stories and they have been adapted into other movies sure. and things like that. But this is the first uh, official sequel to a Christmas story that actually picks up from the original, features the characters, 
and brings back Peter Billingsley and many of the other original cast members for this movie. Nate, I got one question about this. Uh, what, what do you what do you think was going on uh, in this trailer? Like, what, what what is this movie supposed to be? Yeah, I have no idea. Honestly, it looks like a. It's it's like a it's what it is is it's a comedy film from ten years ago when like adult men got together and would do silly things you know like um it it, it because their wives would let them get together once a year kind it's like, of thing. like Christmas like it looked, hall pass it's, yeah, like, what, just, what is going it's, on here? that's the movie tag. wild Christmas yeah, yeah, hogs exactly it looks it looks like that and and I don't wild Christmas love hogs it. there it is I don't love it because it doesn't. There's For nothing me, here. There's nothing here. Take There's nothing the here. magic of, and There's I nothing love, here. I love the first film. Um, and it's taking, it's taken all the magic this, of that. This trailer is absolutely directionless as far as theme. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Is it a comedy? Is it a feel good movie? Is it a, is it a coming to a, a reconciliation that your father is dead? So and what is this? I'm tracking it up to that. I think that there's the stuff that they're saving that would probably best re- best be representative of the movie that they're they want people to like experience is stuff that they can't put in without spoiling the story. You've still got to cut no, well, a trailer. That, well, the, even so, like I I think the presentation is the trailer as far as it exists in this. This feels like a a legacy sequel to Christmas Vacation, yep. not a yes. Christmas story. Yes, like it's 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 recreating similar moments. The the dysfunctional family feel feels more in line with the Griswolds than with the, the the story of Ralphie and his family. Because even though the story of a Christmas story features a dysfunctional Midwestern family, and it's one of the reasons I love it, is because it's not made to be this like happy feel good kind of thing. It's like they're kind of a messed up family, you but know? It was they, like a real family. Yeah, right? exactly. It was right. like a, a real family from that time, and it's it has charms to it. You know, it's it, it has a little bit of Christmas magic. It has a little bit of cynicism. It has some goofy, you know, childhood comedy kind of thing. Uh, and this just, yeah, this feels like a completely different movie, a sequel that, that like is to a movie that I, I never saw, basically. Yeah. And it doesn't even properly like intro- reintroduce you to like some of these characters. Like you see, uh, you know, his his friends, but like they don't. It doesn't really like obviously let you know that that's the case, you know. And yeah. like it's just, it's very strange. It's very, it feels very weird. And. Uh, even though in some ways it's cool to have Peter Billingsley back because he has been acting uh, all these years. And he's he's behind the camera quite a bit too, right? Is there a producer? He's, he's, he's a producer, yeah. yeah. Uh, it just doesn't feel right. Something feels weird about it. I don't yeah. I don't know. Agreed. Um, and it's written by the same guy that wrote uh, with Clint Eastwood. Like a, Clint Eastwood's kind of almost writing partner. Unforgiven. Uh, no, he wrote um, <laughs> the Christmas with the Cranks. Grand Tur- he wrote Grand Torino, Torino. Ah, of the course Mule, he did. The Judge, the Mule. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it 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 only makes sense. It's got somebody that's written writes. some films, right? Uh, he wrote cool, some films. cool. Mike, but not great. Mike, what do you think about this nonsense? Yeah, Two Thousand Mules is a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's no. actually Ghost Mule. <laughs> Ghost Mule. <laughs> Fair. No. Uh, I feel like, like you said, the trailer is completely directionless. All I felt like is, let's take all the charm and all the the most memorable moments, and let's recreate the, you know, recreate it as an adult, but our call back to it. So it makes me think of like um, any. <laughs> I remember, I don't know why I go here, but like when Jimmy Fallon first started, everything was like. Let's make it nostalgia. And it brought a lot of people in. And I feel like that's what it's doing is it's taking the nostalgia of the first film to get you in in, in, in to watch it. But then it's like, where? Do, okay, cool. We're making all these callbacks. But why? 
Yeah. What's it for? What's yeah. what's its purpose? Yeah, yeah. the, the and scene where the kid goes to the the mall. Malls yeah. don't even exist anymore. Like, right. like you know, like or didn't you're they do forcing this? this to happen, yeah. and it's not really well, what would well, happen. Well, to be fair, this movie isn't taking place in our present day. It's taking place like forty years after the original Christmas story. So it's meant to in be the like early nineties. It's like the late seventies, early eighties, I think. Well, the first Christmas story took place in See, but, in but like, that would, in like the 40s. That would be good like to know, right? Yeah, because it didn't feel necessarily yeah, s- like that. Say that in the trailer somehow. No, no, it, it feels it, it does feel modern. I'll have but, to rewatch but it. Yeah, no. but if you watch it, you see it's not our present day. Okay, so the that's cars even, are gonna look older. Somehow even worse then. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right, well. I don't know. But I'm gonna see it in theaters. Uh <laughs> 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 now you said like mate. Well, I'm gonna see it in theaters and uh, uh, you know I'm you're gonna love it. No, no yeah. I mean I, I'm going to press train because like I, you know, given the opportunity to see movies that are basically going to be exclusively streaming, I want to see it in theaters because that's the experience that I do want. Sure. Uh, but Peter Billingsley is going to be there apparently. He's like be there to introduce the movie and like there's some kind of like pre-screening reception or something like that. So uh, is your first question going to be like why? Why? <laughs> You're a, he, he, I think he's a producer a, on this. As a successful Hollywood producer that doesn't need to do this. Why? Why? You know what? Who else is a producer? I do. On this film I do want to ask made... him because I'm sure he's had pitches over the years. Sure. Why heard, this oh, one? Yeah. Why? Why, why did this one work? You know. Uh, one uh, there's of also. The, sorry. Go ahead, Nate. One of the producers on this film has made two of the greatest Christmas movies ever: Die Hard and Die Hard Two. <laughs> Fred Claus and Four Christmases. Uh, Vince Vaughn. <laughs> you know what? We got to wrap it up here. Uh, we don't have time for the game. I'm here's so the, sorry. We're he, just gonna cut bait and run. Here's the here's the one reservation that I do think that that, that might one? that might make me a, uh, <laughs> only got one of them. Oh, no, a reservation for like why I think the movie might end up being good. Oh, uh, or at least one. or at least tolerable. Uh, and it's because I I feel like uh, it might end up cutting cutting into the part of my heart that has feelings. Uh, because the movie mm. is about Ralphie trying to reconcile Boo. the death of his father. That's just yeah. specific to you, though. And so I, I, so I do wonder if like that's going to have some kind of effect, and it might, you know, j- yep. just just might yep. pull there the might heartstrings a, enough. There might be a make... slight moment there where yeah. you, you feel Wait. something. So, Brad, you didn't like Spirited trailer. I did, I won't say I didn't like it. I just Are you more excited to see Spirited though? No. I'm more interested because of the legacy that comes with a Christmas story. So I'm already like kind of engaged with that. Um, and Spirited, I'll watch because it's Christmas and whatever. No, I'm way more excited about Spirited. Way more. That's just because you're this little musical man. I do you're a little musical man. And it's Christmas. I mean, it's a combination for Nick. And, and it doesn't look like it sucks. Well, <laughs> speak, fair point there, Nate. <laughs> speak for yourself, buddy. All right. Uh, do we have time, Nate, or do you have to go? Uh, I need to go. It's 6.15, roughly. So. All right. Well, we, boys, it was fun. We had, like, like two minutes, we've got. We're an hour and ten in, no, or like, an hour like, eleven. In. Like two minutes physically in the world right now to do this. Yeah, go ahead. All right, uh, we're gonna play a one quick, very quick game, which means oh fuck, I have to come up with a stupid song. Yeah, pick a Christmas song. No, hey. no, it's not a Christmas song. It's uh, we're doing Fast and Furious. Okay. Uh, from uh, what's the song from Fast and Furious? It's been a long no, 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 God, no. 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 Too fast, too furious. That's the song I want to do. Okay. That's going to be, way, go, that's gonna be go. way harder than the one we just did, but go ahead, buddy. <laughs> too fast. Too you can't just say that. Yeah, you can't, you can't just say that. Let's play some games. Are you curious? Ja Rule. What is this slam? You're line? in school. Stick with me. You can't even do the and rap. Too fast, too furious. Too fast? Oh too furious? Ja Rule. You're it's in like, school. Yeah. 
Right, it's like the 21 Jump Street scene where uh, Jonah has to do the slam, slam poetry. poetry. Yelling, <laughs> waving my arms around a lot. Ja Rule. Better too than, fast. Too furious. That is better than anything Ja Rule has done in 20 years. No, that's true. Fair. All right, so just very quickly, the Fast and the Furious franchise has 10 films, including Hobbs and Shaw, under its belt. It is, uh, Mike, uh, Brad, Can Nate, you name them all? Has, has it made more or less than the six films Ooh. in the Jurassic Park franchise, including the re-releases of both franchises. More. You think that Fast Furious has made more? Uh, uh, Brad, fuck. Mike, your name is Mike. Yeah, Look more. at you, Mike. Have you seen them more? More? I'm going to say less. Less. Uh, Nate is correct. Wow. Less by $400,000. Wow. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. crazy. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it's I'm so little. Uh, and la- lastly, uh, who was originally either offered the part mm-hmm. or the part was specifically written with this person in mind for the following roles? Nate, Hobbs, Michael Douglas, Tommy Lee Jones, or Arnold Schwarzenegger? Who was originally thought of, written for, or offered the part? Michael Douglas, Tommy Lee Jones, Arnold Schwarzenegger for Hobbs. I'm going to go with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. That's <laughs> Mike? Mia. The crazy thing about the Tommy Lee Jones casting is they wanted him to bulk up to the rock side. <laughs> uh, Mike, Mia. Jessica Alba. Uh, well, no, Jesus. <laughs> Babe Ruth in it. Okay. Uh, Eliza Dushku, Shannon Elizabeth, or Robin Tunney. Uh, she's from to- the craft. Tooney, right? Tooney. Is it Tooney? From the craft and Encino Man? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Eliza Dushku. Correct. Wow. Brad? Did you know that or did you guess that? That was a guess. Okay. Brad Brian Brian Alba. Earl Spilner. <laughs> Eminem, Channing Tatum, or Ashton Kutcher. I know this one. I believe it was Channing Tatum. I think it was, it was Eminem. Eminem. Yep. Oh, I, I don't know why I came across that fact recently. And uh last one, least, just, here's a toss up. First one to just buzz in with the right answer wins. Dominic Toretto was offered to A Guy Pierce B. Timothy Oliphant or C. Josh Hartnett? Josh Hartnett. Timothy Oliphant. Guy Pierce. It's Timothy Oliphant. Whoa! Dang. Bing, bang, bang, bang. They <laughs> approved the budget for the film based on the fact that they would offer it to Timothy Oliphant. That's crazy. Who passed, by the way. Yep. Well, yeah, I, no, I know. We, we watched it. And Too fast. <laughs> Too furious. And he's, and he's all the better for it. He is all the better for it. <laughs> is he actually he could be good right now career. he's had a great career. yeah no that's what i mean so i'm i'm, I'm yeah, serious yeah, he's fine. all right well that's uh you guys mike, he's fine. mike yeah. thank you for dressing up like Dominic Toretto, yeah. having yeah. uh corona is wearing a, a necklace we will take a photo of you put it online family he's got to hold the bowl of corona he will right. <laughs> bradford omen you write for a slash film nate you are a person everybody's been here <laughs> rate the podcast rate, rate us love us we like love it. you five go stars to, go to wherever we host podcasts Please. go to the youtube do do whatever facebook or twitter us Bye, everybody. Bye. Nah, cheating, eh?